Revelation 4, beginning verse 2, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one, everybody say one, one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone. There was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. They had on their heads crowns of gold. A lot of people sitting, sitting in heaven. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before that throne, there was a sea of glass like a crystal. In the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, second like a calf, third like a, had a face of a man, the fourth like a flying eagle. The four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. When those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne and liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. There is only one who sits on the throne. But I want to talk to you for a few minutes today when God won't sit. When God won't sit. Amen. I want you to call upon the name of the Lord with me right now. Let's ask him to speak to us today. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your majesty on display here today. Thank you for your strength and your power, your mercy that's in this place. Pray your hand rest upon each one of us, oh God. And I pray you'd give these students something today that will hold them through this, this semester and carry us and launch us into great things in this year, Lord. We give you glory and honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. There's only one. First of all, there's only one throne. And there's only one person sitting on that throne. We could spend and we will spend eternity in awe and offering praise to Him who sits on the throne. His is no ordinary throne room. His is no ordinary throne because He is no ordinary king. Occupying that throne is the great creator Sitting on that throne is the Almighty, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. If you were to walk into a king's throne room here on this earth, I guarantee it would be a completely different feeling come over you if you walk into the throne room and the throne is unoccupied, as opposed to someone actually sitting on it. There's something about a king sitting on his throne that strikes fear in the heart of the one who approaches that throne. There's something about a king sitting on his throne that causes deep honor and respect to blanket the ones in the throne room. You and I just have to take my word for it even though I'm not speaking from experience because I've never walked into a throne room where a king sat or a queen sat. I've never been to one, but I've heard... Uh, 
recollections of others who have. And, and you can imagine the awe and the majesty that you'd behold seeing a king sitting on his throne. You see, if you are in your seat and the king walks in the room, you stand. I don't care what your political leanings are. If the President of the United States walks in this room, whatever president it may be, he or she, we would stand to our feet in honor of the office. I would do it whether I like the person or not, just because of the office that they hold. But if you were to enter the throne room of a king, don't expect the king to get out of his seat. It just doesn't work that way. If you were to enter the courts of heaven, the one on the throne is going to still be occupying the throne. He has no responsibility to rise in honor of you. He has no orders to get out of his seat and show you respect. Though he loves us and gave himself for us and calls us sons and daughters, he will continue to occupy the throne because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You see, there's royalty. There are kings and presidents and rulers, and then there are us common folk. Even Esther the queen felt this way when she desired to see the king for a favor. She knew she wasn't allowed to enter the throne room to approach the king without permission. She knew she was taking her life into her own hands. And when she walked in, thankfully the king approved of her being there. But he did not get up out of his seat. He stretched the scepter out towards Esther and asked her what she desired. You see, he's the king. That's his throne, and kings and thrones just go together. He's perfect. We are imperfect. He's all-powerful. We are weak without him. He is the creator. We are the creation. Now, there were times in Scripture, you can probably think of some of them, when someone got the attention of the Almighty. Abraham's faith on Moriah caused God to supply a sacrifice. Cause God to do something. Now I know you trust me, Abraham. Jacob's persistence and his hunger caused God to give him a name change. It will now be Israel, a prince with God. You can probably think of others in Scripture who their faith moved God. Their faith stirred God. Their faith caused God to act. But kings and thrones go together. I don't walk into a throne room and the king doesn't get up and say, Oh, so honored that you're here, Brother McClintock. Yes, there were times when God's attention was captivated by the faith of people just like you and me. But all the while, he's always pictured as sitting on the throne. However, thankfully, there did come a time when God manifested himself in flesh and came to walk among us. Now, the throne was never unoccupied. Because the Spirit of God continued to occupy the throne just like He occupies all space and time. But in the flesh, Jesus walked the earth to redeem humanity back into relationship with the God of heaven. Yes, there were times when Jesus' attention was captivated by the faith of people just like you and me. But all the while, God was still on the throne. Even in the courtroom scene where Jesus was standing before the high priest and they were fixing everything to bring about an end to Jesus' life. 
When they asked Jesus, art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? This is what Jesus said. Mark 14, verse 62. And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. From now on, high priest, members of the jury, no longer will I be standing before you, but very soon I will once again occupy the throne of power, the seat of authority. You have no idea what you're doing to me. But once my mission on earth is accomplished, I will once again be sitting on the right hand of power. Sitting on the right hand of power according to the prophecy of the Messiah in Psalm 110 verse 1 which says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Now we understand right hand refers both to the dignity and dominion Jesus has been exalted to. But though now he stood at the judgment bar, they would shortly see him sitting on the throne. Imagine, according to Jesus, the King of Kings, those soon-to-be-nail-scarred hands would very soon be resting on the arms of a throne. His thorn-pierced head would soon be leaning back against a royal chair. Those feet that once walked the shores of Galilee would be positioned at the base of the throne of God. Back where he came from. Back where royalty belonged. God on the throne. There's only one who sits on the throne. But there was another instance. Jesus has ascended back to heaven. Taken his rightful place on the throne. And Acts 7 tells us about a man named Stephen. And Stephen was preaching up a storm one day. Preaching so hard and such conviction that his crowd wasn't amening him. The crowd was about to kill him. He preached about Moses. He preached to how stiff-necked these people were. And he preached, heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool, he said of the Lord. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. You can sense the tension there as everybody was gathered listening to this man preach at the top of his lungs. There was a stir in that crowd. They did not like what they were hearing. They didn't like the conviction they were feeling. He went on to say, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they've slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one of whom you've been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the dispensation of angels and have not kept it. And verse 54 of Acts chapter 7 says when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Verse 55, but Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. 
Hadn't Jesus just a few months before told the high priest and jurors he would be sitting like a king occupying his throne. And forgive me if I take too much liberty with this today. But something got Jesus out of his seat. Something got Jesus to his feet. Hear me today. What caused the king of kings to pull himself from his place sitting on the throne to stand? What was it that not just stirred him to act like many had before? What was it that got the king of kings, the one who had been from all eternity, what caused him to take his place and grip the side of that throne and caused him to stand to his feet? I believe what Jesus saw in Stephen, that attitude Stephen had, caused Jesus to refuse to sit any longer. You see, it's unheard of to have a king leave his seat for just a commoner. It's unlike a king to get out of his chair in honor of a non-dignitary. But when Jesus sees somebody who keeps going though he may be in the struggle of his life, somebody who keeps pressing on through persecution, somebody who keeps going though he may be frustrated, somebody who keeps going though he may be misunderstood, somebody who refuses to give up though he may be confused. I feel, I feel anointed of the Holy Ghost today to speak to somebody. You might have been going through the trial of your life, wondering if God's abandoned you, Wonder if he's ever going to come through for you. If you would just catch a glimpse, he's standing on his feet, cheering you on. You can make it. You're going to get through this. My hand's on you. I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you somebody lift your voice right now and I want you to magnify the name of Jesus don't do this kind of thing. Kings don't get out of their seat for just anybody. Royalty doesn't just stand at attention for anybody. But I'm telling you, you're not just anybody. You're not just someone. You are a blood-bought, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost baptized in the name of Jesus, son and daughter of the living God. And when he sees you struggle, but you don't give up, when he sees you bruised, but you keep worshiping, something happens to Jesus. you to get this picture. I don't want to beat this up to death. I want you to get this picture. The king, not much of a throne. Jesus sitting on the throne. Lord of all 
creation. It was by him and through him all things were made. It was him that spoke the stars into existence. It was him that laid everything, the foundation of the world. It was him. It was God Almighty. It was Jesus. It was him that did it. If anybody deserves to stay seated, take a break. Say, you know what? Let my creation, I'll, you know, when they call on me, I'll, I'll bless them. I'll pour out my spirit. I'll, I'll do whatever. But, but I, I know they can do it. But there are some times, I don't know what it is. There are some times, I just like to imagine myself. I'm down here struggling. I'm down there working. I'm trying to do the best that I can. I'm trying to please God. I'm trying, yes, I mess up. I make mistakes from time to time. But I'm trying to do the right thing. I just want to be used of God. I just want to please Him. I just want to honor him and yet there's attacks from the left and from the right and, and I, I'm trying I'm, I'm staying where I need to stay I'm trying my best to do what I can do and the Lord looks down and he sees me because there's not even a sparrow that falls that he doesn't know what fell he sees me I want you to know he hears every word I pray everything I every word I pray he hears me I believe he's looking at this generation facing some of the most wicked things. I'm telling you, some of the things that this world pro professes and says, we are being so inundated with it. You can't watch a television program. You can't watch, you can't scroll through Instagram. You can't scroll through Facebook. You can't scroll through anything today. You can't drive down the highway without some billboard blasting something that is so anti-God and so anti-truth anti and righteousness. I'm telling you, we are bombarded with it. Every side is coming at us. And that's why I believe there's something about this. I believe there's a spirit of Stephen in this generation. The spirit of Stephen that's going to stand up and is going to declare the truth even when everybody else wants to lash out and wants to gnash on them with their teeth and wants to say it's not true and it's not right. Oh, but when Stephen keeps on holding on and when Stephen keeps worshiping, no matter what's happening around, I want you to know and understand the king of all kings. There's it just doesn't move him to respond and bless but something he can't sit still any longer those nail pierced hands begin to grip the side of that throne those nail pierced head begin to lean forward those feet that once got dirty in the, in the, in the, in the, the streets of Galilee those feet begin to stir and when he sees Stephen still standing and when he sees Stephen still preaching and when he sees Stephen still worshiping the king of kings stands to his feet and says I am with you I am beside you I am for you you are more than enough for me you are my son you are my daughter I don't need this I want you to know I'm with you to the ends of the earth From musicians could come. I feel the Lord in this place right now. I wonder if somebody lift up their hands to heaven.
Jesus. Somebody hear me today. Paul said we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up and keep going through suffering. These bodies of ours share in the death so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies for our present struggles they're quite small and they won't last very long Paul says yet they produce in us an immeasurably great glory that will last forever so we don't look at the troubles we see right now rather we look forward to what we have not yet seen for the troubles we see will soon be over but the joys to come will last forever. I want somebody in this room today to get the attitude of Stephen and square back your shoulders. I'm not alone in this fight. I may not have the flesh of Jesus standing next to me, but if I could just catch a glimpse, he's standing for me and he's standing with me and he'll never abandon me and he'll never leave me or forsake me but he is with me that's when God doesn't sit that's when God decides I've been in the throne long enough it's time I let them know I'm with you I'm beside you I've got you just hold on I'm going to bring you through I've overcome the world and so you will too I'm going to open up this altar. I'm going to open up a place to pray right now. Somebody needs to call the name of the Lord. Somebody needs to make up in their mind right now. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting down. I'm going forward. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to lean on Him. I'm going to surrender myself to Him. Come on, somebody find a place. Call the name of the Lord.